Hey, you've tuned into Geeky Leak Radio. Good luck! My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. We are talking Supergirl and Jessica Jones. It's all girl power today. And that's why we have Jesse and Daniel on. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you know it. I'm ready. But no, we do. We have a special guest uh, commentator or whatever you want to call it with us today, Jesse Woo. Alvarado, who's been on my Hey Mitch podcast before. Glad to have you on. Thank you guys for having me back. I didn't even know I was coming on until yesterday. Uh, so thanks for the heads up. Uh, let's do this. That's how we do everything here at Televised Heroics. Last minute. <laughs> And Daniel, and I assume that you were caught up on Supergirl and uh, finished off all the Jessica Jones. Right. Good. So I think we have quite a bit to talk about with just those two topics. So we are, oh, well, you know, first, news. What are we talking about? Has have either one of you heard any uh, television comic book news that's worthy to talk about? Something that rustled my jimmies. <laughs> what what rustled your jimmies? Uh, come in on, the, I'm in suspense. I want to hear what rustled them. Um, well, my close friends that actually listen to the podcast know, and you, Mitch, you know that I'm not a fan of John Romita Jr.'s uh, artwork. Um, I'm the kind of his father's artwork, but himself not so much. And he's designing um, either in February or in March. He's doing 26 variant covers for the new 52. Yeah, I've never been a uh, fan of um, J- John Romita Jr. art either. And it's so completely different from his father, so, yeah. Everything's just, I, I think personally, everything's just uh, disfigured. It's not proportionate. That's the In little boxy? details. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole, whole bunch of boxes. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know how he became the new artist for uh, Superman. <laughs> well you know it's it's it takes different strokes i guess you know a lot of people do like his art um for some reason jeff johns really likes his art so jeff is a pretty big guy over at dc right now so i imagine that that helped right so something that i kind of saw that looked kind of interesting um it looks like they're inching a little bit closer to having the punisher spinoff series on netflix uh yeah yeah that's uh john berthanol you know it's it sounds like he's uh they are definitely going to or more than likely going to do a spinoff series a netflix spinoff series for for punisher after we see him in the season two of daredevil i'm not surprised i mean they have a great actor uh they know that they, they're gonna have a solid uh viewing if they make this so um i'm pretty stoked i want to see where it's going to be going Good. Yeah, I was going to say, Jesse, I know that you're a huge Punisher fan, so uh, what's something that you expect to see from uh, this Netflix show? Now, I mean, I think the the fact that it's Netflix is going to be that much better so that we can see a little bit more violence, a little bit more blood, you know, uh, than you would see on regular television. And, uh, you know, if you just think about the Daredevil 
TV show when they're he cuts the dude the pink kingpin like cuts that dude's head off with the with a car door. Oh. Uh, I can't wait to see what they do with the Punisher. Yeah, no, I'm I'm expecting to see a lot of violence. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I don't know if they're gonna try to do like a, the origin kind of story or if they're just gonna jump into it. Because I mean, we've had already quite a bit of origin going around. Maybe they can do some flashback kind of things. Uh, if they wanted to do that, I'd be perfectly okay with that. Uh, but I do want to see some good violence. I want to see Netflix really take it to, a, you know, that dark hero standpoint. It's not just another Superman. It's This guy's not afraid to just straight up kill a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I would have to say that, yeah, exactly. So it, it should be really, really great to see what happens. Uh, there has been news of a TV show on NBC as part of the DC universe. That's going to be the, like, it's going to be like the office, but they work for an insurance company that has to deal with, uh, the aftermath of superhero fights. Oh, the comedy. Yeah. There's going to be a sitcom. So what do you think of that? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they actually approach this kind of show. Um, I've never really seen a superhero comedy sitcom like that, but I, I'm pretty yeah, excited to see what they're going to be what they're going to be doing with it. Um, I think they're probably going to do a good job. I mean, it's still Marvel, and they're just knocking that out of the park right now. Well, no, Marvel is going to have a show and DC is going to have a show. They're both having a similar show. Uh, Marvel is going to have the show that's based off of uh, Damage Control, their comic book where uh, a company comes in and cleans up after superhero fights. Whereas DC is going to have a show that's going to be the insurance company that pays out for after superhero fights. Okay, I spaced out and (laughs) immediately jumped into Damage Control. Um so, yeah, right. well, it, it is weird that the, both of them are going to do a TV show like that. As soon as you said that, the first thing that came to my mind was, there can only be one! Um, but, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, shit, I didn't even know about the DC one, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Daniel? A lot of paperwork, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, you know, that's what I was thinking too. It's like, it seems like that's what it might be. It's just a lot of paperwork. How could uh, something like that... I don't know. I mean, I guess they could. I mean, The Office was a funny show for for a very long time. So right, hey man, I, I, I work in insurance. That. So. <laughs> That's true. You do. There, there's uh, quite a bit that goes on back there. Um, <laughs> I definitely think, like, I can hear it now. Like people calling in, be like, "Oh, someone just went through my goddamn wall. Uh, you guys need to fix this right now." <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. You have um ins- insurance covering Superman fights, but you don't have any insurance covering Flash fights." <laughs> if you want to cover the policy, I would really talk to your superhero agent. Um, they have better details. <laughs> true, very true. And sit there uh, and get yelled at for like ten minutes. Uh, also, Amber Heard. Amber Heard might be cast as Mira in the Aquaman movie. Yeah, that's what I saw. Wasn't entirely sure. Um, just because I didn't read into the article, but that's something I did see. What do you think? Uh, I mean, have you have either one of you seen a lot of her performances and other things? I think uh, one of the things I remember her from is Machete Kills. She's in that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've seen Machete Kills. Either that or I was really drunk when I saw it. 
It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember too much from it, so... I'm actually... Well, yeah, they're... Go ahead. I'm Googling her right now. I'm trying to remember what she's in. <laughs> oh, uh, I also remember her in Never Back, Never Back Down. It's one of the things I always remember from. from. And then she was in the, the Rum Diaries with uh, Johnny Depp. Apparently she was in uh, Magic Mike Double uh, XL, so there, there's that. <laughs> I see I Alpha I Dog forgot. on here. I, I, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, yep, there she is. Yeah. Huh. I don't. I mean, I I can like the stuff that she's been. I'm not Magic Mike, but I'd like. This, <laughs> I like the other stuff that she's been in. Um, I think she could probably do a good job with it. I remember her in uh, like she was in Drive Angry and stuff like that too. Now that I think about it. He's lying. He he totally loved Magic Mike. Double XL. Get it right if we can say it. <laughs> uh, were there was there any other news the two of you would like to talk about? Yeah, we actually just looked it up. Uh, Deadpool got blocked in China. This is true. Deadpool did get locked. Get uh, you said blocked, right? Banned, blocked, whatever. Blocked, yeah, they got blocked in, blocked in China. Uh, not surprising. Um, there are certain things that they don't allow over there to be seen. So, well, they don't have a rating system. It's just here's a movie, or here there's no movie. Yeah, it's if it's if and you know they they're really into sci-fi over there. So maybe you know this isn't quite uh, robot-y enough for them. Not enough tentacles. Yeah, not enough tentacles. That's Japan. Yeah, that's Japan. Hey, they can share. <laughs> Hey, hey, that's like racism. Asians like the same thing. They don't. <laughs> uh, what did you think about this whole campaign to get a PG-13 version of the movie? Terrible idea. <laughs> I think it's completely completely asinine. Why, why, I mean, if you really want your kid to be watching uh, Deadpool, you need to just... Nut up and let them watch the re- the R-rated version. <laughs> My kids were very disappointed. I already told them no. Good. This good. movie's for daddy. Not, good not for, for you. you. <laughs> good for you. I liked, uh, I liked Ryan Reynolds' response, though. Uh, dear kid who wants to see a PG-13 Deadpool. Uh, no, it's for big kids. Fuck you. Your mom's a whore. <laughs> that wasn't no, him. That was uh, That's a parody fucking account. Nope, sticking to what I said. <laughs> I'm gonna because it sounds like something Ryan Reynolds would say. Uh, it's true, but I don't think he would. <laughs> he would just straight up tell kids, "Fuck you." <laughs> don't judge his life. <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> no, I do know. You don't him. know him like Ryan I do, Reynolds Mitch. and me are fucking fucking buddies. <laughs> We're tight. Fucking tight. <laughs> I think that's uh, so a pretty good range of uh, television and movie news that we can talk about. We talked about. Let's get on to Supergirl. <laughs> so we have we have the mid season finale to talk about, plus the uh, the spring season premiere. I guess you would call it. There wasn't really that much time in between episodes. Uh, it seems like they wanted to get, they're trying to get a bunch of episodes out uh, quick. But the show is doing well, so take that as you will. Uh, the mid season finale, what'd you think of it, uh, Daniel? Um, I want, 
it was uh, feelsy. Uh, this episode had a lot of feels to it, I believe. I want to say. That's right. Yeah, it did, it did have a lot of feels. We had, uh, you know, the return of Aunt Astra and uh, her Kryptonians, and then what they need to do to try and uh, get Kara out of the way so that they can complete their plan. I also felt like this episode was kind of predictable, though, in a way. You know what I didn't see coming, though, was them building a technology, the type of suit that would block out the the Kryptonian or the Kryptonite, uh, you know, radiation from them. Have have they done that before? I've, I've never seen that. Well, well at least you, I don't remember that. You know, in the in Superman comic book, Star Labs has developed a uh, like a, almost like a lead lined suit for Superman to wear uh, if he's around Kryptonite. However. They, he usually, if he's wearing that, that means he can't get any solar radiation in to, to give him power. So if he wears it too long, he's not going to have any, uh, you know, Superman's powers anymore. And if he takes it off, Kryptonite would, would kill him. So I, I thought that they were going to pull something like that in this episode. If they were able to block out the Kryptonite radiation, maybe they wouldn't be getting the yellow sun radiation also. But they didn't do that. They still seemed very exposed because uh, it, it looks like it was just like a crystal that was doing all the work. Right, right. Uh, so you, you'd assume that there's some kind of force field or something. Yeah. Right. Okay, so the suit wasn't predictable, but everything else in the episode I felt like was predictable. Right. No, I get, I get you. I mean, it is still a uh, one-hour drama, primetime drama, and they're going to do certain things. I just thought that it was interesting to bring in this, a suit this early in the game. Something to, that would negate kryptonite radiation. Well, I think they're really trying to get people to view. I mean, like you said, it's already doing well, but if they can still keep up that wow factor and keep people saying, like, holy shit, uh, it's going to keep going. You know, people are going to want more, so it makes sense. True. Uh, and, and This is coming off the episode where they introduced uh, Martian Manhunter. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so definitely keeping up those wow moments and uh, keeping the, the, the viewer interested is going to be their their main focus um what do you think the two of you think of what they're doing with maxwell lord's character at this point that he is lex luther is that what you're saying oh i mean we've definitely talked about this in the past daniel that he is they're definitely trying to make him lex luther to the point that it's it's so blatant it hurts <laughs> but uh, I mean, how do you feel about? I mean, do you feel that Maxwell Lord, as a character before this, was uh, rich enough that it, this is hurting the character, or is it he needed some kind of extra boost to his character? Um, I I feel that with uh, you know superheroes going around, that definitely maybe gave him more of a purpose to design all these weapons. I want to say that grenade launcher that he shot the Kryptonian with in the face was awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, and and this is where he comes in being more like Lex Luthor. You know, he's building devices that he can use against Kryptonians or aliens, you know, specifically. So it's very, uh, very Lex Luthor-esque where he's uh, afraid or not, not so much afraid, but against the aliens. Um I guess, you know, one of the big, uh, big point plot points was at the end of this episode, uh, the mid season finale, when, uh, cat grant kind of figures out that Kara and Supergirl are the same person. Right. 
plot twist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't expect that to happen so early. But at the same time, I'm not all that surprised. I mean, the chick's pretty smart uh, for a crazy bitch. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean it, it does make sense. And it kind of pokes fun at that whole, like, you, you have glasses on, but I, I, I know it's you. True. Well, you know, uh, yeah. It, and for the, I mean, I can uh, I can see that it's, we need to, you need to, you, as a, probably as the, the show writer or a show creator, you need to bring the idea up at this, you know, at this early in the game, so that people can't sit there and be like, "Oh, it's just a pair of glasses. How can nobody, nobody not see through it?" So, it, it you know, bringing it up now as an obstacle is probably a good idea. Right, and just to add, like the reason that she's so smart, I mean, she's a writer and a reporter, so she has to pay attention to all the small little details. True. But, and also to add to your point, that I mean, that's how I feel about, you know, Clark Kent every time. Like, he has glasses. It's obviously like he's Superman, but you say that he always slouches when he's Clark Kent. It's true. I mean, I, 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 have, I have defended this in the past, and even on our show, I mean, Clark Kent wears clothes that are too big for him. He slouches. He, he has the glasses that do dull his eyes. He, he doesn't exude confidence the way that Superman does, so... If you think about, okay, think about it this way. When you were a kid, did you ever run into your teacher at the grocery store? I don't think I can actually remember. I remember I ran into my priest. That was kind of weird. So, okay, there you go. It was kind of weird, right? (laughs) Before he got arrested, but whatever. (laughs) Well, that's another story altogether. But when (laughs) when 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 you meet someone out of context, you know, it takes your brain a moment to try and figure out what is going on. Uh, like a teacher that you only see at school, when you see him in, out in, out in the real world, you're not gonna, you don't quite get it at first, and, it, it, and that's what that weird feeling is. So uh, when you be, when you think about it in that kind of context, no one's gonna think Superman is Clark Kent. I never disagreed. I, I, uh, it, I, th- I totally think that it, it works. Um, maybe it's just that people don't really care enough to actually try to find out who he is all that much. Um, <laughs> or they're not going to think like this this guy over here with the hat and the glasses and the big old saggy clothes is going to be you know Superman. So it makes sense. Yeah, very very true. And then, you know, and, not, and, and nowadays uh, technology, you know, we have facial recognition and you know, uh, 4K cameras and all kinds of stuff that it's, it seems almost impossible that you couldn't get the t- you couldn't find out that one person like Clark Kent and Superman or Car Dan versus Supergirl. But but Supergirl have- doesn't really hide it as well. I think. I mean, because unlike Clark Kent, I mean she can't really wear baggy clothes or anything like that. She just kind of changes up her hair and puts on the glasses. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, she magically goes from like curly hair to like straight hair when she's Supergirl. That's one of her superpowers, bro. Read up. <laughs> <laughs> you almost feel like she should be wearing a wig when she either when she's Supergirl or when she's Kara. Probably have to be Kara because that shit would just fly off a of Supergirl. Yeah, uh, she's probably got super wigs. So <laughs> <laughs> the Kryptonite made it fall off. <laughs> shit. Uh. But as we were saying, Cat uh, Grant figures it out. She figures it out at the at, towards the end of the episode, and uh, we, you, 
that's kind of where they leave us. That's uh, where you know we have to. Fig- they need to take care of in the next episode. Um, I totally did kind of gasp a little. I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And then in this, in the, the spring premiere episode, that's, that does become a a plot point or a, uh, a big part of the episode that she, uh, cat or miss grant is constantly saying, you know, the two of you are the same person. And if you don't admit to it, I'm going to fire you and, uh, you know, expose you anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, she was pretty much fired, though. Like, look, you need to not be here. You got to go out there and help people. What the hell are you doing here? Get out of here. That's true. So, t- talk about that right there. I mean, Cat Grant, in her little speech, ends up saying that she kind of has a uh, um, moral ob- uh, uh, obligation to fire her because. If she misses saving a person because she's getting coffee for for Cat Grant, you know, is it kind of Cat Grant's fault? You know, she can't. The fact that Supergirl isn't everywhere because of her. But why is it that Kara feels she needs to keep this ordinary job? Well, didn't she say that she feels uh, she belongs there? Like you know, she's not. Um... I mean, not only is she looking out for the human race, but she's also looking out for the people there in that building. It gives her a sense of belonging on top of all that, though. I mean, because she was raised a human. She's been there since she was a little girl. And who doesn't want to belong? You know what I mean? Right. I think, yeah, she's just trying to fit in. Right. And I I think that's kind of what she ends up saying to Alex, because Alex is like... Alex actually seems happy about this. This way she would come work for work with her at the DEO for on a more permanent basis. But, but Kara says she needs some kind of normalcy in her life, which I think you see a lot with a lot of superheroes in their, in, in their comic book, uh, comic books that uh, they, they have a secret identity so that they can have time when they're not having to deal with space invaders or mole people or, you know, uh, big giant robots. I like robots. <laughs> well, who doesn't like giant robots? But I'm just saying, you don't come across them so much when you're working inside of an office building. Well, says you. <laughs> it's it, it makes sense. I mean, you you need some kind of grounder, you know. Um, and I think that to her, that's it's special to her because she's out there. When she's not there, she's you know fucking fighting crime. And she just needs this as an anchor to keep her human. Yeah, no, I mean, it, obviously, that is, it's very good way of putting it. She needs to be able to uh, feel human, uh, especially since she has to protect humans and, and live amongst them. Um, the other part of the, the second episode, money. and she also needs money. Uh, does she really need money? I mean... I think she could just take shit, but that <laughs> probably goes against her code or something. <laughs> ah, who needs codes? <laughs> <laughs> well, the other part of the the second episode is is dealing with the Astra and Non uh, problem. You know, it, it's funny that that this is the the character that is the husband to Astra is Non because uh, in if we remember from the you know the Richard Donner Superman movie. Non is a huge guy that doesn't talk. Huh. 
He's a huge guy that does what now? That does not talk. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's I the. Forgot about that guy. He, yeah, I mean, he's the. I mean, I I don't know exactly what uh, else they've they they've done with the character in the comic books. Um, I know <laughs> at one point when Jeff Johns was writing a, uh, I think it was action comics and with Richard Donner, they brought that character back again. And I think that's when they had him as a scientist that did an experiment on himself. And that's when he kind of lost all his verbal communications, but I'm not quite sure. Don't quote me on it. Uh, I think it's honestly funny that they've created him to be this uh, uncle character to Kara that is married to her aunt. Yeah. It brings a new spin to it. Um, I, I like it. I mean, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't. I thought she was just kind of a single lady. She kind of strikes me as one of those people. Yeah, but um, right. And I, I mean, th- this, I think th- it works. But I, I have a feeling that that relationship is going to be taking some interesting turns, especially the the way it, it kind of ended things, because it seems like they're on two different sides of the whole thing in a way. Right. I mean, we definitely There's, got a lot more history into uh, what happened on Krypton. Uh, oh yeah. Astra's side was, are there? I mean, they're they're kind of like freedom fighters. She was obviously had some type of military training. She's not as bad as as uh, Zod, General Zod, but she uh, was fighting to get people to recognize the fact that Krypton was gonna blow up. And for her for her troubles, her and her people were sent off to the Phantom Zone. Right. Well, it's that it's that classic story of. Uh, you had the best intentions, but you executed them like an asshole. <laughs> exactly, that's right. They had Killing the... guards and shit. Yep, and then and that's what what they got in trouble for. And it seems like maybe Non is a little bit more of an extreme extremist than than Astro really wanted to be. So you're saying that like he's more of a Malcolm X, and then Astro's more of a Martin Luther King. I, I guess that's one way of putting it. Yes, that, that's interesting spin on that. Daniel. That's uh, yes. That's a that seems. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> However, I don't believe Malcolm X and, and and Martin Luther King were making out with each other at any point. But oh, that's true. Well, you know, we don't know. We don't know anything behind the scenes. Oh, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut for this one. Yeah, we we might be entering dangerous territory. <laughs> Daniel did it. But, you know, it's the internet. Anything's out there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to it. Uh, I lost track. I don't even know anymore. So, well, you know, so Kara has to find a way to defeat. Well, they've they've caught, she's caught her aunt, and they've imprisoned her at the D.E.O., and you kind of find out that you know it's 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 all part of Astra and Nan's plan. Uh, they they want to find out what Kara knows, and then Nan has a way of getting her back by taking hostages and 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 blackmailing them or extorting them, I should say. And uh, eventually, uh, they are gonna get. They do give Astra back, and. Um, Martian Manhunter has to expose himself, right? Right. So that was uh, I. I I thought they were going to hold off on telling Kara much longer than. 
Well, okay, he did some episodes. Too. <laughs> it, it, it just, it just, it wasn't. He didn't expose himself. He didn't change. He just, he said a, a uh, she said a line, right, uh, Alex? You need to transform. Yeah, right. that's what it was. And uh, and Car heard that, and they made sure to show the audience that Car heard it. And uh, mm-hmm. Astra finally was like, or Non was ready to attack, but Astra was like, no. Let, leave them be. We'll we'll fight them some other day, right? And there's that yeah. relationship dynamic that's going to have an impact later on. It's definitely going to happen. I mean, because uh, you got to take into account that they decided to make this character, this Aunt Astra character, uh, not only a big part of Kara's life when she was on Krypton, but also a twin sister to Kara's mother. So you got to take in, you know, you got to take into account the psychological. Uh, that that's doing to Kara seeing her her dead mother's face again, right? Even though one of them has the uh, the white streak in their hand, <laughs> right? But that's that's for that's us. That's part. for us, the audience, to know who who's which one. But well, she was a big fan of Storm, guys. Come on, Rogue. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rogue, not Storm. Hey, uh, Storm had white hair all over. Okay. She oh, just oh. ran out of dye. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just she ran out of bleach. It was just an homage to her. I got it. <laughs> how what happens when you don't have a day job there? <laughs> uh, however, she, yeah, I think that is going to come into uh, play later on. Whether or not it means that, uh, you know, Astra is going to end up having to sacrifice herself to protect Kara. Or Kara is going to have to do something to Astra that uh, you know she wasn't expecting. It might be Nam that takes out Astra, actually. That could definitely happen too. I mean, obviously their their relationship is is uh, is strained, so uh, you never know what what the, what could happen between the two of them. But uh, um, I want to say uh, just to go back to the. Martian Manhunter. I thought, um, you know, at the end of the episode, when Kara asks uh, for his help, I thought that uh, he reveals his alien form there. Well, yeah, he had to. It shows what some of his powers are. Just straight up transformation. So that's pretty cool. Right. So, yeah, when she she confronts Alex and, and Hank Henshaw about the fact that I heard you say transform... Uh, what does that mean? And, and he reveals that he's Martian Manhunter. And I, and that's, this is when I was, you know, what we were talking about. I didn't, I really thought they were going to keep the secret from her much longer, but, (laughs) but they didn't. So I think that's, that's an interesting, uh, way to go for the show. You would think that's a plot point that they'd want to drag out, but if they don't, that means maybe that means they just have so many good ideas that they don't need to drag things out. That's how I feel. Again, that wow factor. So, yeah, I can see it. And then, obviously, that comes into, uh, you know, a very good uh, fall of luck for Kara that she now knows a shapeshifter. (laughs) It it, it saved her job. Yep. That's right. (laughs) I liked that right after where she was just like, yeah, you know what? You guys don't even look a little bit alike. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a funny little add-on that uh, you know she did, and I like that. Cat Grant still calls Kara Kira. You know, never really gets her name right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah, that's you know that's the two episodes of Supergirl. Uh, we kind of broke down, sped up, whatever, you, however you want to put it. But uh, how how do you feel now going into the rest of the season, both of you? Uh, there better not be any more annoying IMs between fucking Clark Kent and Kara. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> well, yes, I, I already we you know we've already talked about that lengthy. You know they did have some more of that this episode, uh, but it seems like it's not very secure for them to talking about that kind of stuff over IM. Exactly. <laughs> nah, man. It's like, so this is my new costume design. What do you think, bro? <laughs> Cuz? <laughs> Fam? Jeez. I think, I, so, do you think with the Martian Manhunter coming, or basically exposing himself to Kara, that they will use that relationship more down the season to kind of uh, give her a mentor? I can see it happening. Someone that could uh, possibly, you know, go toe-to-toe with her so, you know, they can definitely spar at a more even level than having Kara, you know, get weakened by the uh, kryptonite rays. Yeah, I definitely want to see Martian Manhunter, like, go full radial, like, alien crazy badass dude, you know? That would be nice. Um, I I feel like... I mean, I obviously know that they don't, they didn't make the Superman character her mentor. One, because of the movies, but two, do you feel like maybe, uh, she doesn't want, she, obviously, she's made it a point in this whole season so far to be like, I don't want to ask Clark for help. I don't want to have Kal-El come and save me whenever I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, losing. But she will take on, Martian Manhunter as a uh, mentor because Kyle L was supposed to be the baby that she was supposed to protect, but when she woke up, he was already a full grown man and didn't need her anymore. So she, and, and plus he's family, whereas Martian Manhunter is kind of more is more of a outsider. And sometimes you can take uh, you know criticism from an outsider than you can from your own family. What do you? I mean, do you think I'm kind of going down the wrong alley there? Or? No, it, no. Makes, it makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, we all have that family that we're like, ah, oh, don't give me advice. I know your life is way worse than mine. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, I, I think that, the you know, it's a good thing for her to have a uh, another super-powered person that will help, especially Martian Manhunter, because depending on – it seems like the way they're going is going to be that he's more of the – uh, carrying Martian Manhunter than the the brooding one that kind of exists now, I think. Uh, Hank Henshaw does seem to be more of a uh, overt ass kind of guy, but the Martian Manhunter obviously made the promise to Doctor Danvers to protect his daughter, so he you know he could be more of the 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 comforting kind of person. I think he is that asshole, though, to, mostly to keep up the charade, because uh, that's who Hemshaw was before. Right. So if he started all of a sudden being a caring person, uh, <laughs> people would start kind of thinking of some shit, you know? Right, right, exactly. So I, 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 that's why I feel that, you know, it'd be, it could be a good uh, dynamic between the two of them. Anything else you guys want to talk about on this these, these episodes? Or what do you the expect later reveal? in the season? Huh? The, uh, the big reveal, the after credit scene. 
with uh, Maxwell. Oh, maybe I didn't stick around for that. What was it? Uh, I don't think I did either. Um, you should clarify. I'm looking into YouTube right he, now. He's uh, walking into a lab, and you just see a dismembered arm, and you just see um, a body laying on a on a examination table, and he just says, "Don't worry, he's all." I'll make sure uh, you're put back together. And uh, she has white hair, and then her eyes open, and they're all black. Uh, you just hear a scream, and it ends. Wow, I totally did not uh, did not see that. I I guess I need to be paying attention to after credit scenes for Supergirl then. Well, the the funny thing is, um, I've asked you before in the past, like, does Supergirl, you know, have any after credit scenes? And you said no. Um, it just ends, and this time it actually, uh, since I download them, there are no credits, but, um, it went, it showed the Supergirl emblem, and then it played that scene. In your face, Mitch. Yeah. I'm complete liar douche. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was just a well, then, uh... It probably was. Maybe, maybe it was. Maybe, maybe something went. Something might have went wrong with my recording too. Sometimes the the DVR cuts off the end of uh, shows, so maybe, maybe I missed that because I, I that's well, completely I new my to thing me. Said like stick around for scenes after the for for scenes from the next episode or something like that. So I thought it was over. Hmm. Yeah. See, that's that's probably where I was too. I don't think you're just making up shit, Daniel. I don't believe you. Oh, <laughs> was geez, it, it, it was a fever dream that Daniel had. No one else saw this. <laughs> oh, it would be so cool if this happened. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just was smoking some peyote last night while I was watching Supergirl. So, yeah, hallucination right there. Yeah. I wonder who this peyote guy is. Smoking the peyote. Pe- oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cool. Uh, are we good to go on to Jessica Jones? Yes. Cool. Okay. Well, I think we had uh, episode eight to thirteen left. That's that's all we. It's the second half of the season. All right. Sounds so, good. So who wants to start us off? Mitch? We don't really need to. I, I don't think we need to go episode by episode since we're just talking about the last part of the season. I mean, just. Uh, what are what are some of the great parts that you liked of of this this pat, the end of the season? Well, the second half, like one of the things that I really liked was uh, showing a lot of like how Kilgrave became Kilgrave, um, showing a lot of his past, uh, what he had to endure, and and you started to see him as more of uh, Kevin and not as Kilgrave. That's one of the things that I really liked about that second half. That's true. We did. We did get uh, a sort. We got a uh, origin story, basically, for the Purple Man in this um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. We we got the idea of his father. You know, who I you know was brought to my attention. The actor that they chose to play his father actually looks a lot more like what the Purple Man looks like in the the comic books, which I thought was funny. That's true. But uh, the fact that that they were scientists, you know, and they they did this to save uh, their son, and now they're he's using his father to make his powers amplified was uh, really really diabolical. I thought it was pretty awesome on his part. A, a smart move, yeah, but pretty shitty. 
Well, on one <laughs> hand, I mean, if they didn't do all the shit that they did, he would straight up be brain dead. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't fault them so much. Uh, it's same. It's that's almost the same. You know, uh, origin story for Beast Boy over in the DC world, right? Uh, they ended up having to do right. experiments on him to save his life, and he got superpowers. He just didn't turn evil. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> you never know the future. Um, but, you know, we once again, we have Kilgrave captured inside of the hyperbaric chamber or whatever it was called, and... Uh, through whatever course of actions that uh, the the lawyer lady took, he was able to get free. And once again, he's free. I mean, that happens so many times in the season that they capture him and then he gets free. They capture him and they gets free. It's like well, they don't learn their lesson. Well, whenever he gets captured, there's some asshole that fucks it up for everybody. So. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, that's true. Uh, except for the time when he actually had the bodyguards ready to save his ass. Yeah, well, that, that was him just being smart on that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still an asshole. Ruined it for everybody. Pay attention. <laughs> there you go. You're right. Uh, uh, what, I, what I really liked on, on these last episodes, even though it was uh, wrapping up, um, I so felt like there were plenty of twists and turns everywhere. I didn't feel like it was predictable. You're right. There wasn't, you know, uh, there wasn't very much that was predictable. I mean, there's, there's things that were floating around that, you know, would, are going to follow what TV shows do, but it, it was a very good, uh, set of episodes and a very good season too. Um, Trish, Trish Walker, you know, taking the, the the red pill that they told her, don't do it, your heart's going to probably explode. But uh, she did, and it almost did. It almost killed her. <laughs> but that's but I want to know why nobody jumped out the window and got the goddamn blue pills. That's what I, <laughs> I said the, the exact window. same thing. Just go get the other ones that, that got thrown away. But uh, that didn't happen. Uh, what do you hey, think of Nuke work. being introduced on the show? That was uh that was pretty awesome. Um, I wasn't I, I expecting it. it. Yeah, yeah, caught me off guard on that one. Yeah, um, you know, it was cool. I, I think he makes a good character for it too. It's a solid choice, especially because you're already starting to see him go a little bit uh crazy. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, do, do you think we'll actually see uh, uh you know American flag tattoo on his face? That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say no. <laughs> hey, you don't know. Maybe a tramp stamp. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, Maybe very, we'll just see it on his arm. Very cool character. I I know when the uh, the the Simpson character first showed up, the name kept ringing a bell with me. So I had to go look him up to see who it was and realized that it was Nuke. I was like, oh, I can't believe they brought that character in here. You know, uh, there was a lot of cool side characters with Trish Walker and um and uh. Uh, Malcolm and you know, it's kind of the same thing that we saw in Daredevil's first season, like when the when uh, Matt Murdock went and visited the tailor, uh, where he had all the 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 kingpin had his suits made, and eventually the guy who made uh, Daredevil's red suit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Doesn't he come become that uh, 
pogo stick guy or the, the like stilt man and gladiator. Stilt man, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Well, he what made this name for a character. <laughs> well, he walks around on stilts. <laughs> it's, it's very <laughs> uh, to the point. <laughs> um. Yeah, like you know, very very cool with their side characters in, in these Netflix shows, and uh, what what could happen. Uh, I think it's interesting that they might be tying all these characters together with this. Uh, uh, what is it? I the I A H O no I G O I G H I G H. That's it. That's what it was. Sorry, because uh, Nuke got his powers or his pills from I G H. Uh, apparently, um, Jessica Jones was experimented on by IGH after the, uh, the car, car accident. The car accident. Um, I think it could very possibly be that Luke Cage gets his powers from IGH also. Well, I guess we'll find out really soon. Right. We do have a Luke Cage show coming out. Uh, I think we have Daredevil Season 2 first. Well, for the Luke Cage show, do you think it's going to start... Uh... After this point, or do you think it might take a little bit further back? I think it will start after this point, but we will see a lot of flashback. I think the the fact that uh, Jessica Jones was a completely different type of show than Daredevil was, I think Je- Luke Cage will then also be another type, different type of show. And, you know, eventually... Uh, and then Punisher, just a bloodbath. Of Iron Fist being a different <laughs> show, and then, yes, uh, Punisher would just be a bloodbath. <laughs> So excited! Uh. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> oh, okay, Sorry. that's a good thing you can't see me right now. Cause... Yeah, it'd be awkward. Right, I'm glad, I'm glad we don't film this, so you know we, we don't have to put a uh, rating well, MA we for the audience. Some YouTube episodes, Mitch. <laughs> What did you think of uh, the so the fact that his powers had gone to the point where he could control people for twenty four hours and then a much larger radius? I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, it makes sense because I mean he's been working so hard so he can control Jessica Jones. Uh, it makes sense because of that obsession. So the fact that he can do that now, uh, it basically be like training your muscles. You know, if if you work your ass off on it, it's going to get stronger. So it made sense to me. I, I liked it. I liked that concept. The whole time I was like, shit, shit, shit. Is he going to be able to take control of her again? <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Oh, I know. When uh, when we had that big reveal that uh, he couldn't control her anymore and she figured it out and he was like, huh, I wondered if you were going to figure that out. You were like, wow, you know, this is cool. He's kind of, She negates him. He She's going to be able to do stuff. But then, you know, he always has hostages to take, take her out with. And now you're kind of worried again. Is she going to be uh, under his control? And you don't know, uh, you know, you don't know if he's been able to amp up his powers that to that point. What do you think right. it was that uh, made it so that she was able to break the control that he has over her? Well, like they said, he was kind of like a bacteria and stuff like that. Right. So, right. What I'm thinking is, you know how you sometimes you get chicken pox and then it's over once you're able to get free of that? Uh, maybe something similar to that. Like once you're able to break it, you're, you're healed, you're, you're immune, and uh, Jesus came and saved you or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe because you know she's powered. Uh, I would assume she has a better immune system and whatnot. So maybe you know her her body just the pheromones he was extracting, quote unquote. Since that's how he controls people, you know, well, at least in the comics, it's pheromones. They weren't going off, or they were going off, and you know her body just was immune to it. Uh, once once it was in her system, uh, maybe because she has that superpowered body. Her superpowered antibodies were able to develop a blockage of some sort to keep that from happening again. Well, very, both very good theories. I think, uh, I think we're we're gonna have to say that it's something around there. Maybe her super powers or whatever IGH did to her, you know, uh, would also have, you know, ha- gave her the ability to have a uh, not not a stronger will, but her will could be stronger to help break through that you know what i mean i know it's or not just mind control and... what was that or she just prayed to tom cruise or she, or she just prayed to tom, tom cruise yes uh tom cruise Sanders. <laughs> um you know it, it's a very interesting because uh it, the moment that she was able to break free of him is when she ended up killing luke cage's wife and that's uh you you know, they want you to believe that it was just the last straw for her, and that's why she was able to break free from him. Um, so, speaking on that, what I really liked kind of uh, in the story there is when Kilgrave was talking about, or actually when Jessica was talking about how Kilgrave made her kill, um, you know, Luke Cage's wife, Kilgrave just brings up the fact that he said, stop her or do something, do something about this. He never actually said, kill her. Right, I think he says uh, take care of her, right? Right, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it is ambiguous uh, language, but uh, yeah, you're. I mean, I guess that's that he he throws it out there, you know, Jessica. That's how you interpreted it. I didn't tell you to kill her, but he also told that one guy to remove his father from from the planet, and he started shoving him down the, or shoving pieces of him down the garbage disposal so we're not talking to the edge of the earth because you know it's flat but whatever (laughs) we're not talking well i'm saying it's like we're not talking about a computer system here we're talking about people and people know what euphemisms are and uh you know double entendres so oh yeah no absolutely i just like that he threw it out there though like he's like hey you know uh, i never said that or how Kilgrave once told the guy to go fuck himself, and he's like, "Oh, you don't want to know where that led to." <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, Hello, it's... mental images. <laughs> he's he's always uh, he's the like we talked about this before. He's the type of guy that uses his words, and then uh, you know, even if he didn't have superpowers, he would still use his words to manipulate people, and then try and backtrack to the point where, well, you know. I just said something. I didn't. Re- I didn't mean for them to do this. You know, trying to cover his ass. And I think we all know those type of people right. in real life. Yep, all too well. <laughs> I didn't mean it in a literal way. <laughs> and you're. You know, it's funny when they they try to uh, get this story arc where we're spo- maybe we're supposed to feel a little sorry for Kilgrave when he's like, "Oh, you don't understand what kind of." life that I have when I can't even tell certain people certain things or I'll never know if someone actually does care for me 
But then you realize you you remember that he is a very very bad person, <laughs> right? Especially when they went out and you know did those missions of good. He wanted the criminals to kill themselves. Dude, I totally wanted him to become a hero. That was like <laughs> awesome. Uh, I was like, oh, she if she just stays on that leash, man, he would be the best goddamn hero ever. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that was the funny thing is that he didn't. Really, I mean, he obviously didn't didn't want to do the right thing because it's the right thing. He just wanted to do it to see what it was. Hey, Mitch, but sometimes you use tools to make a greater good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not not all guns are used for good deeds, but some of them are used to stop some assholes out there. <laughs> and Kilgrave is the ultimate gun, if you think about it. You're right. I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, I'm just saying I thought it was funny for his character that, you know, he doesn't even realize that he's doing good. He just realized that he's doing something that she's, you know, like it's not when you do good things, you get a certain feeling, a certain thing happens inside your brain and that stuff doesn't happen for him. Right, he didn't have that moral compass. He's like, oh, this is what good is. He was just trying to please a woman. <laughs> and I understand that moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> you understand that motivation more than anything, I imagine, Jesse. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. Well, uh, do this, or she will be mad at me. <laughs> okay, so we come down to the final fight. Uh, you know, they, they're going to meet at the subway station or the train station. And he has a uh, station full of cops waiting for Je- Jessica to, to, to for them to fire on. He also he also took control of uh, Luke Cage too. So yeah, what I, what, I mean, what, what kind twice? of twice? Yeah, I mean he had control over Luke uh, when he first came back into Jessica's life, and they were tailing. Was it him or someone else? I. Some, I think it was someone else, but, uh, you know, eventually he called him on the cell phone and, and it had to be, it was after 12 hours. So she thought she was safe, but this was at the point where she, he had already expanded it like 16 hours. So he was being able to control Luke over a long period of time. And, uh, and the fight between the two of them was pretty epic. Yeah, it was really fucking brutal, man. I enjoyed the hell out of that. <laughs> I, I bet. So, I mean, it was funny. You know, the, the what ended up coming down to was uh, the shotgun blast directly into his neck, which, uh, you know, causes <laughs> caused trauma on the inside of his uh, skin, his unbreakable skin. So it was hard for them to treat at the hospital. The needles kept bending and shit. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, What? Somebody give me another nurse. He's not doing his job. We have the we have the the hospital, is, and then this at the hospital is where we meet Claire Temple again from the Daredevil series, and uh, she is able to um, help Jessica get Luke out of the hospital and back to Jessica's place where she's going to treat him. In the comic books, just pretty much like babysit him. Yeah, pretty much, kind of babysit him. In the comic books, Claire and Luke Cage actually have a relationship. Oh, do they? Yeah. No. Oh. What I mean, they 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 did at one point in time. So, what do you think that? Do you think that's going to come into play in the maybe the Luke Cage uh, series? 
I want to say yes only because of the, um, I'm pretty sure he's kind of over Jessica, especially how, you know, Jessica came clean about her murdering, uh, you know, the wife. Right. I mean, yeah, there's obviously going to be that between the two of them for quite a while. Uh, then again, he, he now has been the recipient of Kilgrave's powers. So he knows that, you know, he, you, you can't do anything when Kilgrave is telling you what to do. Uh, he tried to kill Jessica, so he might be able to see the other side. True. Your opinion, Jesse? I got lost in the conversation. I wasn't sure if we were still fixing things. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm, if we were done fixing things. I just say, I'm just saying that um, now with we know Elektra is going to show up in Daredevil Season 2, uh... There might not be so much room for a Matt Murdock-Claire relationship. So maybe Claire might end up having a relationship with Luke Cage in his series that uh, is already precedent in the comic book that Luke Cage and Claire had a relationship. Hmm. I don't know. To me, one of the things that I was thinking is that Claire is going to end up being the kind of the glue in a couple of these series to bring different people together. So I thought that was really interesting, the the way that they're using Claire right now. Because uh, when I saw her in the in uh, Jessica Jones, I got pretty excited myself. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the whole Electra dynamic and see what happens with uh, Matt Murdock's relationship with Claire. So I, I think it's going to be up in the air right now to see what exactly is going to happen. It might actually even provide something interesting to see if he has to choose or what what kind of spin they're going to take to that. Okay, I, I, yeah, I can see all that. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be uh, Claire is obviously going to be yeah the the character that kind of re- unites or at least uh, intertwines all these characters because even at the end of Jessica Jones or towards the end, and she's like, "Hey, I actually know a guy that kind of has to deal with these kind of weird things too. Would you like me to give him a call?" And we, as the audience, all know she's talking about Daredevil. Uh, obviously, right. Jessica Jones doesn't know about Daredevil, but. Um, it would, it, I mean, a little piece of me was like, yes, call in Daredevil. That would be awesome. But, you know, <laughs> as we've seen with this uh, season of Jessica Jones, she doesn't like to ask for help from too many people. And especially you don't want to give uh, someone like Daredevil to Kilgrave to be able to be used. I mean, I doubt just because, or I doubt that he would have been immune to Kilgrave's influence. Yeah, I doubt it. In the comics, he is. But I know this is, is a TV show. Yeah. Daredevil's immune to, to, the, to the Purple Man? Yes. Why? Because he can't see? <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of the reasons. Uh, it's because he can't see, so you can't see who's trying to influence him. Wow, I did not know that. That's interesting. Well, His senses filter out the bacteria. <laughs> well, see, yeah, that's the thing is that the you know they entered into the the back. It's the bacteria virus that uh, you know the TV show is where it's Daniel has said that in the comic book it's it's more pheromones. But um, I, I will we'll have to well well I mean I guess we don't have to see because uh, at the oh. end of this season series the Purple Man dies. Yeah, <laughs> did not see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. I was, I told, I mean, obviously what, I mean, if, if you let him go, that's going to be such a huge threat 
at the uh you know for her future but wow what a character to let die he I know. And David and David Tennant was did such a great job with the character. Hell yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He did an amazing job. I was very sad to see him go. Very sad. I thought it was interesting that um, if you remember from the uh, you know uh, what was it F- uh, DC fifty two uh, storyline where Wonder Woman uh, goes and snaps the neck of Maxwell Lord, it, it was very reminiscent of that. Um, she just straight up walks up to him and, uh, pretends that she's under his control. And when she's like, nope, uh, you're not, under, kicks him in the nuts and fucking snaps his neck. It was pretty awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of, I was a little speechless when that happened. I was like, oh, oh. I was just <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> David Tennant, no. <laughs> Not like this, poor Not king. Like this. <laughs> you know, uh, so one of the ce- one of the things right before that scene when uh, uh, it was, you're supposed to believe that it's Jessica walking into that uh, station and uh, she's got the hoodie on and the headphones on, and then uh, it's revealed that it's Trish, uh, David Tennant, or Kilgrave <laughs> sits there and goes, "Oh, it's Patsy." And I thought it was funny because throughout the whole season, they kept referring back to uh, Trish's child show, the show where she was a child, uh, and the the line is, "Oh, it's Patsy," or the whole time. So I thought it was funny that he said it that way. Yeah, it was a, it was a it was a fun little joke. Um, but after Jessica kills uh, Kilgrave, she still gets arrested, and you know. The cops take her into custody, and they they want to prosecute her. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> it makes sense because I mean, you got to figure that all the shit that's been going on in Hell's Kitchen, the cops are trying to take some sort of control. Because you also have uh, everything that was going on with Daredevil, and obviously they're also tying in everything with uh, the um, Avengers themselves because they do get referenced a lot. Yeah. Like, oh man, that big green asshole destroys everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're, you're right. I think the police are just trying to take some sort of control. But how do you how do you how do you uh as the cops or the prosecutor, how do you uh, account for the fact that there was a room full of police officers taking shots at civilians that didn't have any uh weapons? Well, clearly that's exactly why she got let go. <laughs> I know. I obviously that's I mean, that's one of the reasons why. But how do you even start that up? You just be like, oh, maybe they won't remember the fact that there was a whole bunch of cops shooting at civilians. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. What do you expect from season two? Um, hopefully Daredevil. <laughs> you want you want to see the, at least you want to see a cameo of Daredevil. Yes. I think season two is going to be more violent, too. Because, uh, I mean, you can't get another purple man. So it's going to have to be a, a – what I'm thinking is a more physical villain. Right. Uh, someone that she actually has to exert maybe all of her strength uh, into defeating this person. Uh, I mean, I feel like Simpson obviously is going to be a big part of this episode to every season. Or he might be a part of a different show. That's true, too. Be a force to reckon with, with in Daredevil. It could be IGH that was uh, the big 
bad for the next couple of seasons. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to incorporate them or if they're going to be the bad guy in a couple of different shows kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see. I definitely think that IGH is going to be the is going to play a big part in season two. I think we're going to get more into uh, Jessica's uh, origin. Uh, so that means that we probably get to see her do some more detective work. Uh, we'll, right. We'll have to. We'll probably see Nuke get involved more. Maybe even see Patsy Walker in her Hellcat outfit. That could be kind of cool because she's the one that was really excited about costumes and being a superhero. Um, <laughs> maybe we see her get back together with uh, Luke Cage. Maybe we won't. There's. I think there's a lot of cool things that could happen with season two. I would like to see more detective work from Jessica because that's kind of what she, you know, set out alias to be you know she doesn't want to be involved in the superhero work gang you know game she wanted to be more uh like a regular person so if she just gets wrapped up in all this other stuff it's kind of going against what she wanted right and i mean if uh we do see simpson or nuke play a bigger part i mean obviously she's gonna have to do some pi work because they're gonna have to dig into his past you know people he talks to yada 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 Right. Which, again, will just lead on the road back to IGH. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, you're right. IGH could be something that really uh, pulls together a lot of this uh, this uh, Netflix world, I guess. How did you feel about the season overall, the show overall? Well, um, like I told you, I mean, uh, I thought it was it started off really slow and dry for me. Not up until you know the end of the third episode where you finally see Kilgrave. That's when things got interesting for me. I mean, that's where it pick, uh, picked up, and I was like, "Crap! I want to see the next episode already." Oh, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. What's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen next? It was uh, very different than the the shows that I'm used to watching. So it, it took me a minute to actually adapt, but I, I still ended up enjoying it. It was still one of those things that I had to marathon. Um, I, I just had to keep watching. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was very new to me. I'm not used to that. Um, but overall, it, it's solid. It's definitely worth watching. So let me pose this question to you because I'm the same way. I, I, I binged it. I thought it was a great show, and uh, I think I stated that before. But let me pose this to you. Had this not been a Marvel-connected show, do you think that you would like it? Did, is it be something that you would you would continue to watch? Yes. For me, yeah. I, I like anything that has a great story, Mitch. So if it's something that catches my eye at least a little bit, and I check it out, I'm like, oh, well, this is pretty cool, uh, then I'll watch the hell out of it. Anything, If it has a good story, I'm going to watch it. Uh, for example, what's that new... I never watch MTV shows, never. Uh, but now that they came out with a show called a Shannara or something like that, right, I don't know Shannara if you guys have Chronicles. seen this. Yes, uh, it looks cool as hell, and I'm probably gonna watch the hell out of it. <laughs> it has Manu Bennett, man. It does have Manu Bennett. I, that's one of the things that uh, attracted me to it too, as well. I'm probably not gonna watch it because I just feel like it's too much of the. It's too much of Maze Runner and Hunger Games and all that YA novel stuff. But I did think that it's incredible, like just from watching the tra trailer, that there's uh, quite the production value for an MTV show <laughs> right there. 
Yeah, well, do you know the concept of the show? I mean, it's it's pretty interesting when you actually look into it a little bit and see what's going on. I, I saw this, uh, like, um, basically a little bit of what the, it's actually going to be about, and it looks pretty cool, and judging from the trailers, it's they put a lot of effort into it and a lot of time. Well, that's good. I, I, you, I'll have to, you know, talk to you about it and see where, you know, how, how it goes when once it starts. But, uh, Daniel, what about you? I think you? it's already, like, on episode three, man. <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah, they had a two-hour premiere in January. Ah, well, uh, well, then you tell me how, how it's going when when you get into it. Will do. All right. Daniel. Back to Jessica did... Jones. <laughs> Daniel, what did you think? Yes. Would you, if this hadn't been a Marvel TV show, would this be something that you would watch? I would. It would probably be one of those shows, kind of like Breaking Bad, where... Uh, my friends will probably have to be like, oh, dude, you should check this show out. Because, I mean, first off, I didn't know what Jessica Jones was really about until, you know, maybe the la- the final preview came out. That's when I was like, oh, okay, so this is what's going to be about. So she's a private investigator with superpowers. Okay, I can watch this. But, um, yeah, I mean, it would have to be like, I don't know, like Breaking Bad. Some people would have to talk me into it to watch it, to be completely honest. Fair enough. I, I I can appreciate that. Uh, anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up? I like cake. I like turtles. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> actually a piece of news that I read, but I totally forgot what it was. So, eh. Okay. Maybe <laughs> else have a craving for like pizza. We can save it for next time then. Which is right, very important that we talk about for next time. We have all the CW shows coming back this week. And Agent Carter. Did you did you catch up on season one of Agent Carter? No. I need I'm to watch. Sl- I'm like three episodes in. I'm going to slap you the next time I see you, Daniel. I can slap him now. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. so, so you mean this weekend you're going to slap me? Yes, I am. If that's what I next time I see you. Sounds kinky. <laughs> Unless I say, oh no, I'm not a Yuma. <laughs> but we well, do. Tell we the have. Audience where we are? What's wrong with you? We have Flash uh, coming back. We have Arrow coming back. We have the premiere of DC's Legends of Tomorrow and then the premiere of Agent Carter Season 2. So okay. I think we have a lot to watch again. Yeah. I need to watch Agent Carter then. For the next time I show up, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> For the next time, Jesse joins the team. <laughs> what What are you excited about for for this uh, coming up? Because I know I know we're both excited for DC's Legends of tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm more I'm excited. I guess I'm at this point more excited uh, about about finding out more about Zoom. Right, and um, actually. Now that you brought up Zoom, um, the producer said that the second half of the season is going to focus more on the bad guys and more on Zoom. There you go. Uh, Heard it from the mouth of babes. (laughs) So I am excited for Flash, man. And I've said it before and I'll still say it again. Flash definitely has won me over. I used to be in love with Arrow. I still like Arrow, but Flash has won me over. <laughs> but it's not a competition, right? We can watch both shows and enjoy them just just the same. No, it's not a competition. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's <Liar>. not. <laughs> Don't listen to Jesse. Who wins my love? 
Uh, all right. Uh, well, to, I'm going to start wrapping it up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Uh, Daniel, where can they find you on Twitter? Twitter will be at Daniel Von Helvet. And Jesse? Dude, I never remember my Twitter name. Uh, it's, it's, like at, it's like out, I guess. at Punisher in uh... your, your birth year, isn't it? Or... It's at Jesse216. 216 that's what it was your birthday uh just look me up on the facebooks <laughs> and then we can all pretty much be found at the geek elite radio facebook where you know we share a lot of stories and we talk we share a lot of theories and we talk a lot so you know come on there be part of the community uh check out our website geekleetradio.com geek elite radio is also on twitter at geek elite radio uh or stitcher but- Oh, yeah, definitely. You can wherever you decide to, you know, listen to our our podcast, either iTunes or Stitcher or uh, Podcast Alley or SoundCloud. Wherever you you do, please try and drop us a review. Uh, you know, and then share share our our podcast with other people that might not be listening yet, and tell them how much you enjoy it. Tell them that we're cool. Yeah, <laughs> cool like the. Other side of the pillow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this has been Televised Heroics on the Geekly Radio Networks saying until next time, geek out. Oh, man, I thought we were going to do a catchphrase together. Well, you took too long. I wasn't sure what the catchphrase was. I was like, oh, seven. <laughs> go, team, go. <laughs> go, team, go. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. We now return you to a regularly scheduled program.